Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. My hair keeps getting bigger, but everything else on my body stays the same in isolation, perna. Now, I'm sure most of you already do, but the Rex Chapman Twitter account is really one of the best accounts you can follow. Yesterday, he posted this terrifying police brutality video. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Oh. oh, that young gentleman got smoked by Carl Winslow. He started the coverage as Stefan Urkel and finished the play in a different zip code from the officer as Steve Urkel. A truly great video I think we all needed. Today, I have plenty of real NFL news to get through. Tom Brady is already ignoring the rules as a buccaneer. 49ers players are breaking bones at a rate that would make even the Bones Brigade nervous. Dallas Godert got knocked out in a bar. And Dallas's bank account got knocked down by Dak Prescott's franchise tender. And you can thank the Seahawks and Ravens for bringing... Us back down to zero days without mentioning Antonio Brown as they are reportedly interested in signing the receiver. All of that on That's Good Sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. Now, I would like to begin with the correction from last episode. I said Baker Mayfield won Rookie of the Year, and actually Saquon Barkley won Rookie of the Year, but Baker Mayfield won Rookie of the Year from the Pro Football Writers Association of America or some shit. So when I was double-checking it, I saw that he won Rookie of the Year from them, not the AP Rookie of the Year, which is the one that matters. So understand my confusion there and my shitty brain from remembering incorrectly. But acknowledge me for admitting I was wrong. The NFL's least trusted reporter, Mike Silver, mentioned on NFL Network and, uh, you know. that the Seahawks and Ravens may be interested in signing Antonio Brown, who, if you remember, last week just received two years probation. Uh, I'm not saying Mike Silver is the Mike Silvers of Ian Rappaport's, but with the frequency in which he blocks people on Twitter, I do not trust him. Now, this is not new news. Seattle and Baltimore have been linked to Brown for months, but I would like to see AB sign just so I have something significant to discuss here. His cousin, Hollywood Brown, plays for the Ravens, but the better fit, in my opinion, is Seattle. Russell Wilson and Big Ben are similar in terms of how they extend plays, and AB's greatest skill was reading where his quarterback would want him to be under duress. And as good as Lamar Jackson is at extending plays, he would just piss off Antonio Brown by not throwing him the ball and running instead. The Seahawks actually need help at wide receiver, and if Antonio Brown in the NFC helps beat Tom Brady and the Bucks in the postseason, I would be okay with that. Speaking of Tom, the number one reason Tom Brady moved to Florida is so he can break the rules without anyone noticing or caring. Nobody will bat an eye at Tom Brady continuing to hold team workouts even though the NFLPA recommended players stop doing team workouts because of COVID spreading among them. That seems frivolous though when the next article is about a Florida man who ate a peacock to try and grow beautiful feathers on his back to attract women only to end up in the hospital because the peacock he ate was actually a poisonous frog. 
This is a state that clearly has bigger fish to fry. Tom should be taking this seriously because based on his age, Brady is more at risk of negative side effects from COVID than literally any other player in the league. Unless of course Adam Vinatieri comes back. But there's no doubt in my mind that if anyone could kick the virus, it's Vinatieri. Play on words. But aside from the fact that Tom is the first player exploiting the virus for a competitive advantage, it's his lack of respect for the safety of his new teammates I find sickening. In order to compete against Brady, all other teams have to ignore the advice of the NFLPA in practice. He's basically Barry Bonds injecting steroids in front of all of us, forcing other players to juice just to compete. I almost respect how much of a dick move this is by Tom, as well as the fact that he's now cheating out in the open in Florida. Which, by the way, is the Sunshine State, and they say in terms of transparency that Sunshine is the best disinfectant. On that note of transparency, my lawyers have also instructed me to clarify that in literal terms, soap and hand sanitizer is the best disinfectant. As I mentioned in yesterday's most underrated quarterbacks episode, Cowboys QB Dak Prescott signed his $31.4 million tender. Uh, he honored the occasion by posting this photo, which is the most brutal loss for Cowboys since the Alamo. Dak and the Cowboys have until July 15th to work out a long-term deal, which Dallas may actually want to do since the franchise tag will jump from 31.4 to 37.7 million next season. Only a man making over 30 million a year can post a photo like this unironically and not lose all of his followers. Now, none of us know if the NFL will actually host any games this fall. It seemed like there was cause for optimism every week since the draft until recently, where every day it seems uh, like the challenges of a 2020 football se season are more and more complex. I mean, many NFL teams are informing season ticket holders they do not have to attend games in 2020 and will not have their tickets revoked if they decide not to. Because, you know, the fear of getting sick and dying would be a really shitty reason to revoke the tickets of your most loyal fans. Although some people on the Broncos season ticket waitlist might disagree, considering they'll probably die before getting season tickets. One of the toughest stories to keep track of this offseason has been the intentions of Jamal Adams and where he wants to play. His relationship with the Jets has been more tumultuous than the Real Housewives of New Jersey minus the mafia complications. The Jets, all pro safety, has officially, maybe for the eighth time, requested a trade out of New York, just as long as it's to one of the good teams. Adams mentioned the Ravens, Chiefs, Cowboys, Texans, 49ers, Eagles, and Seahawks as teams he would like to be traded to. And if I'm the Jets, I'm picking up that phone and working out a deal with the Iaguars. That or I'm dialing straight through to Bill O'Brien's cell phone and ending up with a decade's worth of first rounders. Adams is a great player, but what is he really worth? He's a premier safety, but he's a box safety. And that's just not one of the premier positions in the NFL. They don't affect the games like deep safeties, and that's why I'm skeptical that he's going to get the $20 million that he's going to be asking for when it's time for a contract extension. And since the future of football is uncertain, let's look to the past and watch Lamar Jackson score one of the most big dick touchdowns in high school football history. And I instantly regret saying big dick in high school in the same sentence.
This is the type of move you put on when you know without any doubt you are the best athlete on the field within a radius of a thousand miles. This should have earned Lamar Jackson the nickname Judo as he uses his opponent's own strength and speed against him effortlessly. Effortless. Effortlessly. I am not having a seizure. Broncos safety Kareem Jackson tested positive for COVID. Uh, More athletes are testing positive, and we are seeing the rapid spread among college players. 30 LSU players tested positive just from going to a nightclub called Tigerland. Catching COVID at Tigerland was also an episode in the Tiger King, I think. I'm really surprised, though, the NFL has yet to suggest giving all of the players the Rona now so they can play the season without fear of getting it when they're all trying to make money. I wouldn't suggest doing the same with coaches, or else I'm worried Eric Bieniemy would finally get that head coaching job via the most unfortunate of circumstances. Lions owner Martha Ford steps down as principal owner and hands the ball off to her daughter, Sheila, to run the team. Martha is 94 years old, worth uh, $1.4 billion, and just now decided to retire? Some say it's because she loved the Lions and had a relentless work ethic, but I know for a fact that she was fueled by sneaking a peek every Sunday at those giant athlete wings in the locker room. You dirty devil, Martha. Oh, you dirty devil. I know those sunglasses are used so the players never know exactly where those eyes are peeking. Cataracts? Likely excuse, you perv, Martha. The weirdest story, though, from the weekend was that Eagles tight end Dallas Godert was sucker-punched and taken to the hospital. I reposted the video of him getting knocked out on Twitter, at <coughs> Brandon Perna, and it looks exactly like you thought it would. Some dude sneaks up from the side and just <laughs> clocks Dallas right in the face. The last time Dallas was hit this hard, Tony Romo had to get collarbone surgery. The initial report was Godert was punched at a restaurant with his family. Not really the truth. He was punched at 1.07 a.m. at the zoo bar in Aberdeen, South Dakota. Kyle Douglas Hadala was arrested for throwing the punch and has been charged with simple battery. Godert, despite being knocked out and probably losing a year of his life with an undiagnosed brain injury, was ruled to have suffered no serious injuries. And that's why Sucker Punch Kyle wasn't given a more serious charge. If we don't end up playing football this season, I think Godert can probably call it even on the brain damage front. Uh, South Dakota, still one of the few states where the judge can rule under the statute of boys will be boys. Finally, the 49ers have had terrible luck in terms of injuries to their skill players. Jimmy G tore his ACL running out of bounds. Jarek McKinnon has missed the last two seasons with knee injuries. And last week, wide receiver Debo Samuel broke his foot. And a day later, or maybe that same day, wide receiver Richie James Jr. broke his wrist. I mean, what are they putting in the water in San Francisco? Certainly not calcium. More likely acid left over from Haight-Ashbury. Now, the good news is both players have time to heal. The better news is Manscaped is now the official below-the-belt grooming sponsor of the 49ers, which I think technically makes me co-owner of the San Francisco 49ers and John Lynch's and Kyle Shanahan's boss. My first move forced Jimmy G to transition into the beautiful woman he needs to be. Oh, so beautiful. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on YouTube. Just subscribe and convince somebody else to subscribe. 
Like, I just need you to do work for me, okay? Get out there and do some work for me. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. 